Measuring climate change behavior and impact is complex. Measuring how companies enhance the prosperity of the communities they live in, it's all very complex issues. Welcome to Radio Davos, the podcast from the World Economic Forum that looks at the biggest challenges and how we might solve them. This week, it's an acronym that's on everyone's lips in the business world, ESG. But what do we mean by the environmental, social and governance performance of a company? And how can we measure that in a meaningful way? What are the strategies? What are the targets? And what are the milestones and actions to really get to these targets? Companies already disclose their financial performance, so is it time we also knew how they impact our environment and society in general? Companies really should make sure that the quality of this reporting is equal to the quality and robustness like it is for financial reporting, because it does have equal importance. This expert on ESG tells us why governments and investors are putting ever greater pressures on companies to report these issues and gives us an idea of where things go from here. Investors are, in in my mind, always a bit of mirror of society and society is closing in on these issues. Subscribe to Radio Davos wherever you get your podcasts, leave us a rating and a review and join us on the World Economic Forum Podcast Club on Facebook. I'm Robin Pomeroy, Podcast Editor at the World Economic Forum. And with this look into what is ESG... So companies really can't afford cheating. This is Radio Davos. There's a new gold rush underway in finance, so writes Financial Times columnist Alan Livesey. It's not Wall Street bankers rushing for the latest big takeover deal or to list speculative acquisition vehicles, he continues. It's the race to carve out market share in the very lucrative business of providing advice to investors on environmental, social and governance issues, particularly in the form of rating and ranking how companies fare on such factors. According to data cited by Livesey, there are getting on for 3,000 investment funds dedicated to putting money into ESG, companies that claim a good record on environmental, social and governance issues. Between them, these funds handle about $2.7 trillion of assets. But what exactly is ESG? A valuable way of encouraging companies to do good in the world beyond just making profits for their shareholders? Or is it vapid virtue signalling, or worse, a way for companies to greenwash their reputations? In what I imagine will be just our first look at ESG on this podcast, I talk to someone who can explain the basics of what it is, why it exists, and what might happen now as jurisdictions around the world look to regulate exactly how listed companies measure and disclose their ESG performance. Our expert is Nadja Picard, Global Reporting Leader at PwC Germany. I asked Nadja first to explain just what is ESG. ESG is a relatively new global term that focuses on environmental, social and governance matters, which do affect various stakeholders across society. But it's also often distinguished from, at the same time, used as a synonym for sustainability. So really what we're after here is sustainable outcomes of business behavior, of societal behavior, of what governments are attacking. And the metrics then is how we measure it, because it's all very well for a company to say on environment and social and governance issues, we're doing a great job, but we don't believe it until we see it, do we? So Can you tell us how you measure or give us some kind of history? Where did it start and what's happened so far? I think really the pandemic has accelerated the focus on some of these issues. 
for a number of reasons. We've seen that supply chains are vulnerable. We've seen that the inclusion in our society is slowly falling apart. We are also seeing that economic growth and economic prosperity is not always enough for people and for our societies. So that really has helped focus in on sustainability matters and sustainability issues. Now, from that then, the step into looking at companies on how they are addressing these issues is not very far. And climate change as one of the issues is also quite apparent these days. There is little scientific debate that remains on climate change being a fact of life and that society, governments, but also companies then as a part of society need to address these issues. So that is really why ESG or sustainability disclosures are at everybody's mind. And investors who are challenged with investing into companies sometimes really for the long term, are also challenged at making sure that the companies they invest to have a sustainable future, have a long future ahead of them. And they want to, on the one hand, make sure that the companies they invest in behave properly in terms of their environmental behavior, in terms of how they look at their workforce, at their employees and how they treat them, to make sure that their investment really, really holds up to scrutiny, but also um, is there for the long term and is not challenged by either physical risk or regulatory risk or other risks. So this is how it all really came about. All this somehow needs to be measured. And where we were maybe a year ago, we had a number of different standards and frameworks and protocols on how to measure this. Because it is complex, right? Measuring climate change behavior and impact is complex. Measuring the value of diversity, equity and inclusion or what that even means and measuring how companies behave to enhance the prosperity of the communities they live in. It's all very complex issues. And this has led to a number of metrics, selective disclosures, selective metrics being used by companies depending on what they've been asked to really report on. People are realizing users of information of corporate reporting, whether these are investors or whether these are employees that make a choice on where they want to be employed, whether these are governments are now realizing that the whole environment needs to come together to really settle on comparable reliable, robust disclosures that are underpinned by standards that are easier to apply and, again, really comparable across the globe. And I keep saying disclosures, which is more than metrics, because I think and, and we think that a strong focus is on companies explaining not only where they are in terms of measuring metrics in the here and now or for the past period, but also on where they would like to go, what they would like to achieve, and how they would like to get there. So what are the strategies? What are the targets? And what are the milestones and actions to really get to these targets? 
Will there ever be a case where you can compare a company of one corner of the world to a company from the other corner of the world? They make a similar product or service. And you could say, yeah, but this one is 50% better when it comes to ESG. I mean, is that ever going to be possible? Or is it just there's different jurisdictions and different requirements on companies as to what they report and make public? What we are seeing is happening right now is that comparable globally aligned standards are emerging. We have the ISSB, the International Sustainability Standards Board, that has been announced at the climate conference in Glasgow, COP26. So it it is a standard setting board, much like the financial reporting that is striving towards global adoption and is really setting out to provide globally aligned, globally comparable standards on how to report on, let's say, climate, gender pay gap, diversity, equity, inclusion metrics. And we really need that to happen, as our global chairman says, at an Apollo pace, because societies really want that. On the other hand, can we really determine which company is better than the other company? Now, those rules on what a desirable behavior is, is in the hand on the one hand of investors, because they will form a judgment on company performance over and above financial performance. But this is also in the hand of governments who will then determine what is acceptable behavior and what is not acceptable behavior. And that might very well differ in various corners of the world very much also driven by the various and different societies in the various corners of this world, the various cultural backgrounds and the differing needs of these economies and societies. But again, if the rules on what is good are different, you would still have very comparable factual reporting that could then also lead to comparisons between let's say, a German company and an Argentinian company. How are companies reacting to this? Are they, are they embracing this in general? Are they re- resistant to it? It really depends on where you sit in the world. Europe has been on the quest of demanding sustainability disclosures from its companies for a while. The discussions around tightening those rules have been very transparent over the last years, now culminating in the Corporate Sustainability Reporting Directive being issued last year in April. And now we see reporting standards requirements being issued under this reporting directive. So you could argue that in Europe, companies really have seen it coming and have started to prepare probably a lot earlier than in other corners of this world. When you say they've seen it coming, they've seen mandatory requirements to report on some of these metrics. That's right. So um, it will be mandatorily required to report under this directive. There's a little bit of debate on when that will be. The first draft said that this reporting should be already implemented in 2023. There is current science that that might be delayed by a year to give companies a bit more time to prepare for these disclosure requirements, because it is quite complex to gather the data in a very robust 
manner, in a very controlled manner. And companies really should make sure that the quality of this reporting is equal to the quality and robustness and tightness and governance around it like it is for financial reporting, because it does have equal importance. So is the rest of the world following suit? If you look at the US, for example, the US has a strong focus on diversity, equity and inclusion data with the SEC having also already mandated human capital disclosures. The US is currently considering the uh, Securities Exchange Commission. The SEC is currently considering mandating climate disclosures. We are already working with a lot of companies that are also acting on a global scale and helping them prepare for these disclosure requirements. But really, if you take a step back again, it's not only regulators who are demanding these disclosures. It's very clearly investors who are very interested in this. We've recently conducted a survey of 325 investors around 43 territories, backed up by over 40 interviews in another 11 territories, that is, to understand what investors really want in terms of sustainability disclosures. And there are some regional differences. Again, in Europe, investors really are focusing on climate-related disclosures in the U.S., Workers' health and safety disclosures and diversity, equity and inclusion disclosures are much higher ranked in terms of the importance of disclosures that investors want. Overall, it's very clear um, more than 70% of investors want, again, coming back to globally aligned, robust standards that underpin then global reporting on ESG matters. Why do you think that is? Why do investors care about this? If you're investing money, you're a pension fund or a a hedge fund, you've got billions of dollars to invest. Surely all you care about is, you know, the percentage return on your investment every year. Why would anyone be interested in this? There is a strong interconnectivity between sustainability matters and financial performance of companies. On the one hand, obviously, climate change presents a risk to companies. There is physical risks, so risk of flooding, risk of severe weather conditions that put companies at risk. But there is also risk of regulatory action, carbon pricing that investors would like to factor into their decision making. And frankly, investors are typically administering or or investing money that is given to them by society, by people, right? Pension funds are looking after the money of workers of a particular industry. And those people are also interested in a sustainable future. So investors are, in, in my mind, always a bit of mirror of society. And society is closing in on these issues. Frankly, Some of them are still really looking at ensuring that their investment is not at risk. So it does come back to financial performance, but it really does go beyond only financial performance. Now, there are skeptics, aren't there, out there who will say companies are keen to shine up their image, to greenwash, 
And perhaps this is part of that. They will say, you know, you could put out a glossy brochure showing we've scored so well on environmental or social or governance issues. They've managed the figures to make themselves look better. But actually, if you look under the surface, maybe they won't be doing anything. What would you say to a skeptic who would say that about this whole endeavor? I think we all live in an environment where we see that trust is paramount for companies. Companies need to be trusted by their customers. Companies need to be trusted by their employees. And companies need to be trusted by their investors for various reasons. They want to hire the best talent. They want to sell their product, possibly in a value chain. And they want to attract the best um, investors to, to help them with their growth ambitions and, and business performance. So companies really can't afford cheating. So they're very well advised to take a very wholesome view at the sustainability issues, not cherry picking and really looking at what all these stakeholders are looking for in terms of issues that should be addressed by companies. That is quite difficult because it's not defined and that puts company really at risk of unintended omissions or unintended disclosures that might not be as robust as financial disclosures, which again is why I think the whole ecosystem, investors, customers, employees, companies who are preparing the information would really benefit from clear standards that tell them, give them a bit of a framework on how to think about materiality, the significant issues they should be tackling and how to think about it but also on the definition of the metrics, which metrics must be prepared, which metrics can they choose to prepare depending on the significance on their particular industry or business model. And that framework is available, just like it is available for financial reporting these days, that will help shape honest, fulsome disclosures around sustainability issues as well. Where should people go if they want to learn more about ESG and ESG metrics? Will there be things coming up that will be kind of milestones in this march towards ESG metrics and standardized global ways of measuring these things? Let me start with the World Economic Forum. Because it it is such a complicated area with undefined standards as of now, The World Economic Forum has put together a paper that identifies 21 metrics as a good start for companies to look at. Those 21 metrics cover areas like governance, prosperity, people and environment. And again, a very good start for a company to look into sustainability issues and and start preparing for disclosures. There are two major developments then globally of those standards being prepared, and that is what companies really need to look out for. On the one hand, we have the European Union, who is about to conclude on its corporate sustainability reporting directive and the underlying standards. The pre-drafts are already available on their website, so companies can take a look at the requirements that are out there. And these requirements also extend beyond the European Union. The way the legislation is drafted, they extend to businesses in Europe, 
which may be held by corporations outside Europe. So they might be forced to look into these disclosures as well, even if they don't sit in the European Union. And then there is the um, International Sustainability Standards Board, which sits under the International Financial Reporting Standards Foundation, really setting out to prepare sustainability ESG reporting standards with the hope that they are globally adopted by the stock exchanges, by those demanding corporate reporting. They start with climate as the first issue and a general disclosure standard, which are already available, again, as working papers informing companies about the direction of travel and on what these disclosures will be looking like. But we also are pushing towards this board, the International Sustainability Standards Board, to address issues beyond climate, other environmental issues, and also social issues, uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion issues at pace to really provide that basis for a full set of disclosure standards. Nadja Picard, Global Reporting Leader at PwC Germany. There's plenty more about ESG on the World Economic Forum's website, where you can also find all our podcasts, including Meet the Leader and the World Economic Forum Book Club podcast. Please subscribe to them and to this Radio Davos, wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a rating and a review, and join the conversation on the World Economic Forum Podcast Club. Look for that on Facebook. This episode of Radio Davos was written and presented by me, Robin Pomeroy. Editing was by Klitsia Sala. My thanks to Katie Clift. Studio production was by Gareth Nolan. We'll be back next week, but for now, thanks to you for listening, and goodbye.